Hi, and welcome to the Small Business Sisters podcast. If you're new here, we're Jenny and Christina, two actual real-life sisters who both happen to start their own small businesses. If you're here, you're probably a woman small business owner who is running a lot of the show by herself. Over the last eight years, we've each been in business. We've had to discover a lot of business owning on the fly. We know that running a business, a household, and maintaining mental health can be challenging because we've shed a lot of tears over it. Thankfully, we've always had each other to ask all the questions, bounce off all the ideas, and just have someone on the other end who gets it. And that's why we're here. That's why we started this podcast, to help other small business owners who are doing it all feel less alone. We talk about business strategy, our mental health journey, and all that falls in between. We're glad you're here to join our sisterhood. The number one thing I hear about social media is either you love it or you hate it or you do it because it's necessary for your business because it is a free platform to get your your name and your story out there. Um, but I think social media has kind of turned into this element where it's very keep up with the Joneses where not necessarily material wise, but content wise of, oh, I need to be doing this and this and this and this. And then if you're anything like me, you get burnt out by all of the things that you need to do for social media. And I'm somebody who loves social media. I love the challenge of connecting through the screen, but I will say that those elements can become daunting, especially when you're look at looking at other people and what they're doing. And so as I was helping people with social media, the thing that I saw most was they had all of this, all of these things happening in their brain at one time of content ideas, but not really having any place to store all of those ideas and things that they wanted to communicate to be the best brand that they could for themselves and not do what everybody else was doing. And so I finally created a planner, a 52-week planner It's not month by month, so you can actually start any time of the year. It's just 52 weeks of a place to brain dump all of those things that are circling in your mind that you need to communicate on your story, on your platform that is your brand. And so this 52-week planner includes a little bit of background of how to educate and share experiences and also entertain your audience, right? Because that's how they keep coming back. It also just gives you a place to brain dump all of those ideas that you have or you know if I want to put out these products for this week this week this week what are things that I can naturally naturally communicate about those then it gives it has spots of okay if this is the content I want to put out what videos and pictures do I need up front what graphics um so that you can do it all at once and then when you're actually going to post throughout the week you already have the content that you need so I know social media can be frustrating I know that it has turned into probably something that has brought burnout. And you're not alone in that. I want to come out and say that for sure. I think everybody feels a bit of that. But when you have a place that you can take the thoughts in your mind and put them down, it almost helps you maintain that space of being uniquely you and being exactly who you need to be on social media and not get sidetracked by everyone else and what they're doing. So I have this planner. I finally got it made and printed and binded. And I really like it. It's actually helping me personally. I run several different business social medias, so it's helping me organize it that way as well. Um, And just for you guys, we are offering a $5 off 
coupon code for you guys to go use if you are looking for something like that. Um, I love technology. (laughs) I have a lot of apps on my phone, but my social media content is actually one thing that I've always written down on paper. Not sure why. I just really like it. Um, And so we're giving you guys $5 off. You can head to backpocketsocial.co and you will find the planner there under the tab, learn with me. And to get $5 off, you just put small business sisters in the code at checkout. So put small business sisters in the code at checkout and you'll get $5 off. And I will ship this directly to you. And I hope you love it and find value in it and um, utilize that free space that we do have to share our story, even though sometimes we don't always love it. So um, head to backpocketsocial.co and grab your planner today. Welcome back, everybody. And today you get just Jenny and I, which Jen, I like having guests, but I like when it's you and me. I do too. I think they're both um, both relevant. Like I love having guests because I think it's that's like our mission to not do it alone. But I think mm-hmm. you see a little bit more of the real side of me and you. Maybe mm-hmm. not I'm you. Like You're real with everybody. <laughs> um, but I do a little have shy. to say. I might need to take – I'm wearing um, blue light glasses right now because I've been reading on my Kindle all day, so my eyes are, like, strained. And Jenny and I record on the computer, obviously. But I'm very distracted by the shadows reflecting off of my – or I guess it's just a reflection off my blue light glasses. Like, we'll see if we can – I can make it through it. If I take them off, it's because I'm uber distracted. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so today we are going to do kind of a two-in-one podcast because we decided that they go so well together and intertwine so much that we just felt like we had to do them together. So we're, you're going to hear a little bit about goal setting and um, different tips that we found in setting goals, and then we'll kind of move our way into setting yourself apart inside your niche and how goals kind of help guide that, I guess. Yes. Is that a good description? Okay. So first we'll talk about goal setting. And so Jen and I are coming at this from kind of different angles. She has like, it's classically us. You have like a formulaic, like, hey, here's how to set goals. And I found mine on TikTok um, of, I just saw somebody doing it this way. And I was like, that's so like such a good practical thing. And so what they were doing on TikTok was, let's say my goal is, um, I'm trying to think of one for, well, I'll do one for life. Okay. My goal is to read 36 books this year. Okay. So now on TikTok, what they did is three like bullet points under the 36 I want to read 36 books. And you have to put three bullet points under that and say, I'll read 10 pages per night or whatever. And I'll read uh, three different authors, at least three different authors. So like you like subcategorize those goals into things that you can actually check off. So if your goal is to read 36 books this year, you can't check that off till the end of the year or whenever you read the 36 books. But if you're you have those little subsets under it, oh, I did. This week I read 10 pages per night or whatever that you can check that off. So they took bigger goals and put them into 
three subsets. Um, and I haven't, I haven't sat down to do that yet, especially for my business. So I don't know. I can't think of one off the top of my head, but I thought that was really good to like have a, this big goal, but then do those little subsets under each one, things that you can actually do. So like if you're drink water every day, which Jen, I know this is going to lead into your like practical formula, but um, drink water every day. Okay. So I need to fill up my Stanley <laughs> influencer <laughs> cup. Um, oh, I need to fill up my Stanley twice a day. That would be like a subset of drinking w- more water. Um, maybe it's, I'm only going to buy uh, sparkling water at the store instead of sodas. Like that could be a subset. A subset could be, um, you know. And I feel like. Wait, at restaurants, I'm going to order water instead of iced tea or soda. So like putting like the drink water, more water, you're giving it like actual checkoff things in your mind. Yeah. And that's like a scientific psychological <laughs> trick where because your brain like releases dopamine when you you Can feel like proud of yourself yeah so yeah. the more like bite-sized action you can add into your goals even if it mm-hmm. just feels silly to like mark those things off it does like release dopamine and feel good mm-hmm. hormones that mm-hmm. then you're like all right let's do and you you feel that like when you do let's say you have a workout planned like not only is the workout making you feel good, but by checking it off and like, hey, I did it when it's something you like don't normally like to do. It mm-hmm. just like you feel that energy from completing mm-hmm. something you told you, you showed up for yourself and did it. So I think like having all those bite-sized goals is good because it's helping mm-hmm. you get to the bigger, it feels like you're, it's not overwhelming or you get stuck because you're doing each little step. Um, and so I I wrote down, we can like do this one together. You can help me think of it. So okay. when it comes to my business, I put, so I know factually because I run numbers that headbands are like the best thing to just kind of sell on the side because there's such a big margin there, right? Like headband fabric doesn't cost a lot. They take me 0.5 seconds to make. So the more I can sell of those, you know, it gives, that's my product that has the most margin. So, mm-hmm. but if I say for 2023, I want to sell more headbands. Okay. So one thing I could do is like a practical checkoff would be post about headbands two times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, another practical thing I could do is, uh, Show people how to wear headbands uh, one time a week. Yeah, so it's almost like your goal, like you have your noun or whatever in your goal, and then you're like your social media thing, your branch, finding all these branches off of it that right. help the big thing. The head thing, head like selling, more selling headbands. headbands. Yeah. And maybe I say quarterly. Percentages off headbands. So that, because in my mind, I'm like, the more people that have the headbands, the more that wear them, the more that talk about them. So, but those could be like three practical checkoffs that I could have for sell more headbands. So I yeah, thought that was maybe really cool. It's my like, mind followed the TikTok. You could even, I know you said teach people how to wear it, but you could even do like an email marketing thing where like once a week you send 
an idea of a new way to wear that headband. So like you're oh, giving people like because email is such a great way and because I know we've talked about this before and I'm trying to get better about doing this. But you own your email list. Like it can never right. get taken and it, you're going right into their inbox. There's no mm-hmm. algorithm or anything like that. So email, I, yeah, I'm struggling with that to remember to do it. I think we focus mm-hmm. so much on social media, but like you teach mm-hmm. social media, sharing your story, but e- mm-hmm. email's really getting people to buy. So like mm-hmm. it should be emailing, <laughs> but that like, yeah. I would open that email because I'm not, I don't know all the ways to wear headbands and turbans. So mm-hmm. if like you were coming in my inbox once a week, like here's a, here's a way to wear your turban. I'd be like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so this kind of leads into the way that you set goals. So yeah, it's actually really similar. Um, so mine is yes, I like like visual stuff. If you all haven't picked up on that, but I can get really overwhelmed with big broad goals, which I think they're important. Like, yeah, uh, if you have your your mission statement, your why for doing your business. Like your goals should always point back to that. So sometimes those mm. are going to be really broad goals. Like my mission is to bring quality ingredients into the fragrance in your home for like the everyday trendsetter. <laughs> so that's going to be broad that I'm always like making people feel something about my product. But then all my like little goals should point back to your why. So that's a good place to start is when you are setting goals for yourself, like constantly revisit your mission statement and what your what you value in your business. Because anytime those goals don't line up with that, then you either need to mm-hmm. maybe shift your why. Because I know like Christina will probably share in a little bit, like some t- her things, ha- her goals have shifted over time. Mm-hmm. And because not our all our goals are going to look the same. Like mine and Christina's goals don't look the same. And mm-hmm. that's okay because your goals should always be focused on your why. So something that helps me because I'm not good at it. Because I'm very like, I want to grow my business. But that's not a helpful goal because mm-hmm. there's no way to really measure that. So it's helpful mm-hmm. to set like measurable specific goals. So, so so like a formula I learned along the way was you have your goal, it should have a specific like tag in it, like specific thing that with a specific way to measure it and set a time limit. Cause I'm also notorious for like using my reminder app um, to put all these things I want to do. But then if I don't have it like remind me on a date they just sit they just float around in there because I never like Mm -hmm. feel any urgency to do it because I'm like oh I'll do that someday so something that's helpful for me is to set a very specific goal somehow to measure it and a time limit so like I'm going to use an example of a poor party so I want to okay so if my like big overarching theme is grow my business I want to grow it financially this year, like a specific number. So I've set up my goal is to sell this specific number by increasing my poor party bookings. So that that specific thing for me is because it's not necessarily I need to 
invest and innovate a bunch of new products. It's really just taking more of my time. So that's how I'm going to measure it is by how many or parties I'm booking. And then mm-hmm. I'm setting like, I want to do two poor parties a month. So then instead of like, I'm not getting overwhelmed by like book poor parties, book poor parties. I know like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to book two poor parties. So then I seek out or I, um, like you said, like my marketing, I make sure I have like two things a week about poor parties or something. So people are knowing how to book um, because then I can measure, okay, I've done two. And then you know, from there I can increase, but I think it's really important to have something specific, how to measure it and buy a date. Okay. So I think our, if we take what I learned and what you learned and combine the two, we might have like the dream goal setting, because if you can get, if you can get your, like, I, okay, a big goal. So sell more headbands or grow my business financially. Okay, so those are two big goals. If we can get it to Jenny's phrase where we say like a specific goal that's measurable by the time limit, and then we use the TikTok method of in order to do that, I'm going to post yes. two times a week. Then one more bullet point, um, I feel like that is like merging the two and might be might be the dream. Yes, you can okay. Check off so things as you go and check off your big goal. Yes. So let's say that concisely for people as they're listening. So you're going to look at your why, then you're going to come up a goal with a goal that matches your why. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to say, here's specifically what I'm going to do. So the action, how I'm going to measure it. So like money, how many, yeah. um, Usually that's going to be like, I guess a numerical thing, maybe not. Mm -hmm. Um, and then by this date, so give yourself a time limit. And also this is for you. Like I always have to tell myself, like, I'm not going to get in trouble if I don't do it, but it's, (laughs) it's helping you like stay consistent with it. And then you take that and do like two or three bullet points. Of how, like what how practical steps to get there. Um, and yes, I want to go back to the why because I it could be based on personality. So my personality is much more uh, – Jenny's very steady. Um, and what I mean by that is she's very committed. She's very uh, secure in her decisions. She, she's safe. And, and, and like committed is a great word. Loyal. Okay. Loyal. Like, loyal yes. I love that you're saying this because in, my head does not feel like that inside of my brain. Like steady, loyal, like that's your personality where, and you're not only that to people, but your business as well. Like you are, you've same thing for a long time. My personality is very, what's next? What's next? What's next? Like, uh, and I, Within that, right, I've maintained beautiful chaos. I've stayed here. But look at all the branches I've kind of like taken off of that of a a subscription box, uh, a social media class, a shop. A sewing, uh, the sewing sewing class. Like I feel like you're good at doing, like taking risks. So, well, so I was going to say like beautiful chaos is maintained the middle, which I'm so grateful for. I have no desire to get rid of that. But all of these kind of branches off of it, I my personality just some needs new and exciting, but also have that like 
I don't leave beautiful chaos. It's just kind of like branches off of it. Um, but because my personality is that way, I am someone that my why changes. So I'll just use Wildflower as an example. When we started Wildflower, my a lot of our why for starting it was we all had toddlers and preschoolers, and we craved just community and and moms to do life with because it was in a very like drowning period where you're only with littles all the time. And so a lot of the motivation of opening was we said we wanted to create a space where moms could come for mom's night outs and like learn a new skill, learn a new hobby. And so that was our why for a long time. And so we started Wildflower when my youngest was two, maybe three. Anyways, he was in that like toddler phase. The other two like preschool, just entering elementary. Well, by year two, not only did we now have COVID where where we had to crisis school at home, but by year two, two and a half, my kids are now upper elementary, have games all the time, have things at school that I want to be at. So my why changed a lot from my kids were gone from me all day and I wanted to be with them at night versus when I started, I wanted to be away from them at night because I was with them all day. And so um, your why can change and it might not even be like, I want more time with my family. Your why might be financial. You might have financial goals. And so that will dictate like, maybe you do want to open a brick and mortar. How can you get more word out? How can you sell more candles where people can smell them, all this stuff. So your why might change. And so like right now I'm reevaluating like what's my why behind beautiful chaos? Which of these branches are the most important to me and will bring me the most gratification to my why? And so I do want to speak to that because it's okay. your why might not ever change. You might be a very like steady, like devoted person to this thing Or you might be like me and your why might change over time. And not that you have to ditch your business in any sort of way, but you might want to pivot it. And instead of, you know, you might for a while, your why may have been like, I want an income that I can do from home so that I can be present with my family. And it may switch to, I want to make lots of, um, I want it to grow so much and have this be like a multi-million dollar company. And that might mean more time away from home. But guess what? Your main goal over here is to grow it financially. So then you would need to be willing to kind of give way to other things. So Mm -hmm. again, your why, we talked a little bit about that with Chelsea last week when we were talking about her business. Everybody's why is different. And that comes to business owning as well. Just because Jen has a brick and mortar doesn't mean my goal is going to be a brick and mortar. Or just because uh, I'm trying to think of someone else. <laughs> oh, just because so and so has four brick and mortar. She's, you know, developed her business into four brick and mortars. That might not be my goal. My goal might be to push wholesale and get into all those brick and mortars. So, I would just very like honestly sit down with yourself, maybe sit down with someone who's really close with you, whether it be a business best friend, your sister, or your husband, like whoever's your like teammate as you make decisions, um, sit down and like really look at your why and don't get clouded about, about, don't get clouded with the people around you, really do it for like your why and only your why. Yes. And I think that brings us 
into a great segue to the next uh-huh. um, topic because, well, just like Christina is saying, like all our whys are very different because small business, it's really like a person. Like you are evolving as a person and are unique to the people around you. Like that's how your business is. So it's not going to necessarily look like everybody around you. And that's okay. That That's like the mm-hmm. beauty of owning a small business. It can be whatever you want it to be or whatever you decide that it's going to grow and shift and evolve. It's not this mm-hmm. like concrete thing. And I think that's mm-hmm. what makes it so special. Um, and it's important then to like find your niche and know your unique position in your niche because mm-hmm. thing markets can get very saturated. I am in a very saturated market. Candles are everywhere because candles are mm-hmm. like a super popular product. Um, but that doesn't mean that you necessarily have to be competitive with everybody in your niche or that there's not room for everybody. I constantly, mm-hmm. this comes up for me a lot. So I, I constantly have to remind myself of it, but I cling to the fact that there is room for everybody. Like, and I, like my little tagline is if, the table's not big enough, then build a bigger table. Like there should mm-hmm. be room for everybody there. Mm-hmm. You don't, it doesn't need to be cutthroat where like mm-hmm. we don't all belong. And I know that's hard and I struggle with it sometimes, but I genuinely do love other candle makers. I know, mm-hmm. um, I know they put their heart and soul in what they do because I do and I love what I do. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think we can each bring our own unique personality, even to candles. Like, mm-hmm. You might be get like for my personal um, direction. I take my business is I love to make people feel good. So like I want them to feel good with my product and know that I made it and I like genuinely bring love and light or try to to whatever I do. So like I'm infusing that into my product that then they like have a feeling about it and want to buy it. Mm-hmm. I am not the best like graphic designer for my labels. Um, or have the fanciest vessels. There's others in my industry that that is their strength and that's what they bring. And that's why we all have our own target Mm -hmm. markets and um, audiences. And that's okay. And like newsflash, people can have more than one candle. Like maybe this room in your house has a really like sophisticated, cozy personality. And so you have one kind of candle and then an Maybe your kitchen is like fresh and whimsical and so you can have another. So that's something I always remind myself of. Like I don't need to um, get defensive or like feel like I need to always make sure I'm at the top of my industry because it's not – it's like just keep doing you. Keep putting out what your why is. So like again, my why goes back to like how people feel. That's why I choose and this is a personal choice. I choose to share a lot of my personal story. I'm very um, intentional about what I share. Like I'm not oversharing about my family, but specific things that I experience, I like to share. Because I feel like- Jenny has lost her voice. (laughs) Yeah. So just an FYI. I have a little cult. Um, But I, because I love that. I love when people resonate with something I talk about and they're like, oh my gosh, me too. And now I don't feel alone in that. So like that's, Maybe that's not what you choose to do in your business, and that's totally fine. That's why there is all these businesses because you are going to reach the person that is attracted to that. Christina and I went to a um, conference a long time together, and I'll never forget the example 
they shared of like two coffee shops that were in the same town. They both Mm -hmm. had really great coffee. They both had fast service. They both like were quality, but one always marketed that they were fast. So like their marketing messaging was always like, Mm -hmm. if you need to get to work on time, you have 10 things, 10 errands to run. You just want a quick cup Mm -hmm. of coffee. That's where your place. And that, that's what they constantly market. The other one, they wanted to market to the people that wanted to like leisurely enjoy their There's shop. Was the quality, right? Yes. Like, and so they all and like slow grew. roasted. Yeah. Like so their marketing was always talking about that. And it didn't I loved that they brought out that it didn't mean the other one wasn't fast or the other one wasn't high quality. They just chose like the message they mm-hmm. always wanted to put out there and the customer they wanted to attract. So I think that's mm-hmm. so helpful, especially mm-hmm. when we think about people in our same industry that mm-hmm. the person next to me does not, it it doesn't mean either of us have inferior products. We're just choosing our messaging a little bit differently. And I mean, think about how many people in the world and everybody's unique, like you're gonna find your people mm-hmm. that will follow you and buy your product. Yeah, and I think it's really hard, especially when you're constant. like, and I do it. So I'm not excluding myself from this, but I don't know how to get everyone to stop looking at the other people and what they're doing and then be like, well, that seems to be working for them. So I'm going to pivot mine instead of just like focusing so much on, Jen, just like you said, it doesn't mean you're not all of these things, but what... Do you want people to like associate yours with Mm -hmm. or your brand with? And like I think of my sewing classes and last week Chelsea said like her marketing made or her marketing professor said you need to either be the best, the cheapest or different in some sort of way. Like bring Mm -hmm. something to the table that no one else does. And I do like that you say like you – technically could have all three of those, but like, which are you pushing? Which are you most wanting like people to see about you? Yes. Um, but I, because some people, again, when you go back to your goals, some people might like their goal might be, I want to sell the most at like the cheapest price point, right? right? Like that might, that might be their thing. They can hire a lot of employees to get it out quick. And because of that, they can do it cheaper or whatever. But my when I think about my sewing classes, I I can tell you right now, I am not the best seamstress, even in my town. Like I I have pocketies down, I have certain things down, but I'm not going to take someone's project like curtains and do it because special projects aren't my thing. Like I have my thing down. But I will tell you, I so if you want me to teach you how to sew, like I'm not sure in my area there's a better sewing teacher because specifically of kids, of adults too, because I can go down to the nitty gritty with you, but specifically for kids, like I can, I enjoy kids. I, I can speak to kids. I can speak in their language. A lot of my mind works the way kids do of just like, what's next? What's next? So I I think I could be confident and say, like, you will not find a better sewing teacher in my area than me because I love it so much that that passion's going to come out and I'm just, they're going to leave loving, loving to sew. And, um, 
But I feel weird saying that, Jenny, and I don't know if it's because of growing up in like an evangelical space where like you need to humble yourself, but like I feel weird saying that. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that's a, I definitely think that's something we've picked up in, um, you know, in our I think in humanity in general, though, like <laughs> yeah, not wanting to you, like come across like super prideful. Right. But and, but I, I can confidently think, say like I'm good at that. And I think a lot of us miss the mark on that of portraying what our – we're good at. Yeah. Like our yes. being – okay. For a prime example, I think like two weeks ago I put on our stories like tell me what makes your brand stick out. What do you love about your brand? So, like, what's a good thing about your brand that, like, that you want to say, like, my brand does this? And people were literally writing in. We got a few, but people were writing in, like, well, what are other people saying? Because I don't know. Yeah. Or, yeah. like, I don't know how to answer this. And and that, like, confidence behind your business, I don't know that anybody can teach you. And, again, like, I'm at fault, like, watching everybody else. But, like, if somebody asks, like, Christina, what makes Beautiful Chaos special? I should be able to say one thing. You know, yeah, like I, I should be able to say, like Lauren Weinberg, our cookie girl who did our workshop or cookie workshops, she could say, I have the best cookies in the whole entire area. And I know that because I add something to them that no one else does. And because of that, it makes it taste because I can verify that that's true. But I know she would never say that. Right. Because, you know, like, but she is. She's, easily one of the best cookies that I've ever tasted in my life. So I know in my area, she's so good. But I know that like we kind of feel self-conscious of saying that. Yeah, I think we need to own our our like awesomeness. What I feel like that's a very Tammy thing to say. <laughs> but I can't believe I'm going to share own this. Own our magic. This is very vulnerable, but it's resonating with me because my I had several years of – I mean, oh, gosh, I was in high school – Someone said to me or about me like that I was a confused cheerleader and that – okay, so this is like all my therapy has stemmed on this because I struggle with this thought that because I'm so bubbly and cheerful, people don't think I'm smart. And I am smart. Like I did – I I am smart, but I don't like – that is not my strength to like show you all this knowledge or confidence really. But I know my strength is like I will make you feel good and loved through my like bubbliness and cheerfulness. And I constantly have to go back. My insecurity comes up in that like I'm too much. I'm too bubbly and people don't love. Like whenever I get unfollows on Instagram, I always assume it's like people just think I'm like too, too energetic and bubbly. and. But I know when I lean into that, that I attract the right people because I'm being truly authentic to myself and then it shows up in my brand. So I mm-hmm. think like – Well, and anybody a- that knows you personally or even follows you on Instagram, even just follows you, they don't have a personal relationship with you, I think you do such a good job of showing both. Like you're not constantly like up here. Like you share – like real pain happening and that might be the reason why you feel the need to share the other stuff too is so that people don't just see you up here um but also who the f- cares like 
I think I'm just yes, getting to the point too get, where it's like, I if do you don't truly that. know me and are like, you're too much, then okay. I know. <laughs> Better off. Oh, that's why you're the best. But yeah, I know. I kind of took that off Well, on and I can tangent. say that about you, but then. But that's why I, I think you're same. right. I think especially as women, we we don't give ourselves an self enough credit for like the things we're really good at and we just Mm -hmm. focus on the things we're not strong in or think Mm -hmm. that we don't show up well in but if we can find like our magic that's gonna come out in your brand yeah and this might be actually a good place to say this so I've been subbing up at the boys school and uh I've been working for an office because they're in the middle of hiring somebody it's a whole thing and something similar happened to me Jen so I you have to get on the intercom and say, teachers, it's 9:15. Please go check, go make sure your attendance is done on Skyward. Okay. So every day I have to get down and say this. So I run into because I sub, I know a lot of the students in the school whose classes I've been in. And I run into a little girl from one of the fourth grade classes, and she says to me, When I heard you on the announcements, my teacher laughed and was like, gosh, she's so happy. And like the the girl, I don't know, like if it was lost oh, in translation, this. all the girls said it to me. But, and of course I'm not going to like be mean to this little girl or <laughs> say the word that I just said earlier. But in my head, like, and this would not have been Christina pre-counseling. Like this just would not have been Christina pre-counseling. But in my head, I was thinking, I wonder if that teacher is like feeling some sort of pain right now. Like That's I wonder so if healthy to go to that place was, immediately. She, yeah, and she honestly may have not even said it the way that the girl re- regurgitated it to me. <laughs> but that was my first thought of like, okay, that teacher might be in like a point of pain either that day or just right now because anybody knows that – I am very honest with my mental health journey. So I have not, I am not right in the head at all times, you know, like, but also what am I going to do? Get on and be like, turn in attendance. (laughs) Goodbye. Like, is there a different way to say that? Well, anyway, so, so let's just apply that to our business now. So if you think you're too much as your brand or you're, you're being too prideful or saying all these good things about you that people are going to be like, well, gosh, like (laughs) we can start saying like, if, especially if it's another business owner, like maybe she's having some pain in her business. Like maybe there are some pain points right now where, because I would, I'll, I can't remember all of my thoughts, but I guarantee you when I was having a rough time with Wildflower and like it not doing well financially or me having to spend all of my time there and not getting any work done at home, like I'm sure I was bitter towards other people's, again, what seemed like, like grass is always greener, what seemed like their business was doing well and I could get bitter. So maybe if we reframe that too, of like I guarantee you the cheerleader that said that to you was, okay, Jenny was prom queen at her <laughs> high school. She won't say it. Oh I will. My and so this girl was probably like, well, she has everything and is like up here. I need to bring her down a few pegs. And I wish you would tell me who that was because I would go find them in 2023. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're the be like, best. you're still living rent free in my sister's head. You need I'm to get out. I'm so glad so. you and Ellie are my sister. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I think if we can take that and apply just what I did the other – and I'm not saying like, oh, yay, Christina, look at you. I'm just saying like because of counseling, that my mind shifted and I think we have 
like we're on mics right now that we can share that with people on the other side of the screen. Like if we can just shift and be like, okay, that person, their mm-hmm. opinion of me might be out of pain or hurt in, in a different area of their life. I just need to keep showing up as me. And, and you hit and on something. Think of them. Yes, really important. It's their opinion. Like everybody can have their own opinion. Tammy, mm-hmm. that's something yeah. she tells me that all the time. Like they're going to think what they're going to want to think. It's their opinion. It does mm-hmm. not have to shape you or your mm-hmm. actions at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I when I owned Wildflower and would, you know, you never know who's going to come into your shop. I live in a small town. There's lots of opinions. There's lots of, he, she said, he sh- said, like all of this stuff. I always said, because I knew, I mean, Mean Girls exists all the time, but in a small t- town, it's very amplified. Um, I always said, okay, if so-and-so has said blank about me to some rando that comes into Wildflower, my job is to, one, like Jenny's saying, okay, they have the opinion. It really doesn't matter. Or make them in their mind be like, hmm, the way I interacted with Christina was very different than what I heard. So maybe there's not much truth in the story I heard or whatever. Yes. So yes. I always because thought you're that showing too is like- Authentically. If, if I can just stay true to me- Okay, that person who heard X rumor might come in and be like, "Yeah, yes, don't like I her." Someone, another phrase someone taught me along the way was, "You don't have to defend integrity." So, like, if you are showing up as you in every situation, like, and feeling good about you, other people's opinions they can say whatever they want. Do you know who you are? And when mm-hmm. you're interacting with those people, like Christina is saying. That is that's integrity. You're not like changing who you are based on who mm-hmm. you're with. Yeah, and the final thing is, you will not be for everyone. Period. Yeah, like, and that's okay. Even your truest <laughs> self, like you will not be for everybody, and that's okay. Yeah, and yeah. and I think it comes to you, like doing your own emotional work to be okay with that and yeah. applying it to business. Like everyone might not love your business; they might choose the faster, cheaper option than the, you know handmade, whatever. Small like, batch. Soul port. Yeah. yeah. I Like whatever your niche is, they may not choose that and that's okay. Just focus on the people that are choosing you and mm-hmm. because lots will could choose you. Yeah. And, and sit there. Yeah. I, I feel like that's a really great place to end is like set your goals, figure out what your why and like your goals that line up with the why of your your being self and your business and then from there be able to figure out like if these are my goals how, how do what's I the best way up? to show up as my niche to reach those goals so It'll be a good year, and we're doing it in February, so we're a little behind than January setting goals. But I also think January, you have all of these goals in, like, January projects that I did zero. January. And so I think this actually might be a very good, realistic drawback of sitting down. Hopefully, by now, you've done your numbers for 2022. Um, if you haven't done that, I would encourage you to do your numbers before you goal set, because I think it helps you a lot. See, um, actual numbers and those actual numbers could make you, uh, more excited to set goals, or it could be more realistic of 
like this is what I want. Yeah, it helps you know where to focus your attention because sometimes mm -hmm. like I have blind spots for things that I don't even realize are doing well on their own. And then I'm like, oh Mm -hmm. my gosh, I should really Mm -hmm. be like putting more attention there because the people are responding that that's what they like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For sure. So I would run your numbers first if you haven't. So, But hopefully you did that in January. And then now take some time, sit down, goal set. Jen, do you have any idea of like an, a good amount of goals, like realistic amount of goals? No, I think, that, I think that should probably just vary by person. Probably categories I think would be helpful. So maybe you want to make some life goal because, you know, everything is about all of it. So like you don't want to like abandon your life goals to just mm-hmm. focus on your business goals. They should all, like, because Chris Christina said, so her goal is to be with her kids in the evening. So that's like a family life goal that's going to affect her business goal because then, mm-hmm. okay, so evening, I can't have a shop, a physical shop, blah, blah, blah. So like I, it's helpful for me to make like big bubbles of like life. I even go to like future, like way out there. Cause I always imagine, so I told Christina this recently and now I have this new vision that my granddaughter someday is going to carry on Illuminate Space. Um, Mm -hmm. So now like I imagine myself working with my granddaughter in Illuminate Space. I'm like home with all these dogs on a farm and I my kids come home with their families for Thanksgiving and so like that's um, like a I'm big in goal. the house next door Christina and I live next door <laughs> to each other with Ellie like internationally <laughs> traveling in and out at her guest house at our house this is a wonderful movie I know like it's so great to make these big huge goals like that because then I think it when you your brain like sees like okay I have all these goals and dreams up here even the positivity into the everyday goals even your positivity that there will be a girl in your bloodline <laughs> I know that's like a huge goal I'm not sure. now I'm gonna think of worst case scenario what if I <laughs> granddaughters either that's okay I love I've learned like wow um, I love excuse me boys. boys can be candle makers. That's right. Well, so far, my three have told me they are not continuing the business. So, well, one I <laughs> will say one of mine, others. one of mine, did come to sewing camp. Okay, and and things can always change. But yeah, okay. And we're going honestly, off on a Ali, again. I know, but Ali would also be the candle maker. That's true. I could. I didn't even think of like so, nephews carrying on. My yes, business. nephews. Bennett, there's no hope. (laughs) Okay, well, we are so glad you joined us today, and we hope you go set some real practical, realistic, but also exciting and uh, fun. What's the right word? But but like, makes you fly a little bit, like, pushes you out of your comfort zone goals. Birds fly. Come flying goals. Go set some good goals. If you love the podcast, we would love if you'd subscribe and leave us a review. Every positive review helps other small business owners to find us. Remember, don't do life alone. We're better together. For more content, go follow us on Instagram at underscore small business sisters. Make sure to introduce yourself because we love following and supporting other small businesses. And if you're interested in being a guest or advertising with us on the podcast, visit smallbusinesssisterspodcast.com.